welcome back to Taco the Town, the podcast where it's always Taco Tuesday. I'm your host, Dave, and I've never met a taco I didn't like. We're on location once again, recording this week at another great place to get tacos here in Kansas City, in the middle of what seems like our eighth or ninth ice snowstorm this winter. Today, the ice and snow will not keep us from our tacos. Sorry if this episode is coming a little bit late, but we were uh, attacked by snow and ice once again, and it prevented us from doing the episode last week. So we are here, and we are going to eat tacos. Like I said before, I've never met a taco I didn't like. Actually, there is one taco place that I did have a very bad taco experience at, and that place will go unmentioned until my neighborhood pothole repairman says that it's the right time for me to talk about it. Today, we'll review another great place in Kansas City to get tacos. We'll be joined by special guests who will share their favorite taco places and taco memories with us. We'll share some stories, share some laughs, and most importantly, share some tacos. Welcome to Taco the Town. Taco the Town, 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 Taco the Town. Let's find out what taco place we'll be reviewing this week. This week's taco destination is El Patron Cocina and Bar, located at 2905 Southwest Boulevard, Kansas City, Missouri, right there on Southwest Boulevard, the Golden Taco Road of Kansas City, right across the street from Ponax and down the block from Margaritas. El Patron in Spanish means anyone, anyone? Guess? I I mean, I've ordered it enough times I should know. The customer? (laughs) It actually means boss, employer, owner, master slash mistress, landlady, right. landlord, or skipper. I pick wow. skipper. Let's, there's a phrase. That's definitely, <laughs> I, I'm going to focus on skipper. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. From henceforth, El Patron will be known as yeah. El Skipper. And when you're in, you know, like, that's the deal. I'm going with El Mistress oh, or El, El Landlady. <laughs> <laughs> El Patron has been a Kansas City staple for 11 years. Their family recipes have been passed down through the generations to bring its customers the best authentic Mexican food in Kansas City. Its margaritas have been voted the best margarita in Kansas City for the last seven years. Other accolades El Patron has received, best Mexican restaurant and best guacamole. Wow, has anyone had the guacamole here? It's been a minute, but I've met very few guacamoles that I didn't love. So, nice. I mean, I'll test it. That, I'll yeah, test we that got to put that to the test today. Yep. El Patron touts itself as serving the best authentic Mexican food in Kansas City. From their more traditional favorites to the fresh seafood, you will enjoy every bite with their special blends of spices and one-of-a-kind taste. They offer live music, have one of the best outdoor rooftop decks in Kansas City, for when weather is nicer, not today so much. Yeah, I don't remember what nicer weather looks like. Yeah. I think it was like two weeks ago, right? Oh, yeah, I when it was know. 60 that one day. I feel like it's been icy for 87 years. Yeah. Insert the gif from Titanic. Eight, <laughs> four years or whatever it is. I'm, I miss those days. I think on social media, I compared it to two guys got up and played Glycerin without a vocalist. That was for the entire song, and it's what the, this winter feels like. That was one of the funnier <laughs> things that I've seen online lately. I, like, literally laughed out loud. It was, yeah, and that's, I've never heard a more accurate description of the season. Incessant. It's exhausting. Yeah. yeah. They also have great Taco Tuesday specials here, and it's queso fundido is highly praised. It's so good. Let's meet this week's special taco reviewer guests.
Our first guest is fueled by iced coffee and her big hair. She is on a mission to find the best chips and salsa in Kansas City. While she's mostly keto, tacos, chips, and salsa are always worth the carbs. She's never met a puppy she didn't like and gets a thrill from giving recommendations that no one asked for. Follow along with her Mexican food quest on Instagram at mkristenlivesbalanced or on Twitter at mkristen. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N. Welcome to Taco the Town, Emily Kaiser. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. And your hair is large today. It, well, well, it's not poofy. I it. it's, it's, it's not. Just, I like three times a, a year I'll straighten it. And so I feel like I, I'm not fully like accurately representing <laughs> the like l- fullness that it normally has. So I didn't quite think about that when it's I was okay. studying in my bio. But It's all right. Yeah. I can tell that it can be. Thank I appreciate and that. It really, large. yeah, it really can. Do you ever do an Aquanet? The um, I used to bangs. Uh, well, not with the bangs, but that was I. I did have many bottles of Aquanet in high school until I learned better. <laughs> Dark days. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about it. Our second guest on Taco at the Town today is a KCMO-based attorney who also acts as the branch manager for the Kansas City Gooners at KC Gooners, an Arsenal supporters group. That's Football, correct? Soccer? Correct, yes. Do you prefer Eng- soccer or football? I don't care. Just English <laughs> Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> and the co-host of the Coastless Travel Podcast, which is you can find it at Coastless KC. He was once almost removed from a free Kenny Loggins concert for repeatedly shouting Danger Zone. Boyce can be found on Twitter at Samurai Hawk, which is a great handle. And on Instagram, at SamuraiHawkKU, he will go to his grave dreaming of the El Pastor at Carniceria San Antonio in KCK, which is in my top five of Kansas City taco places. And he also already got in a match of soccer this morning on the t- television. Which game were you watching? Uh, it was Manchester City versus Chelsea, but uh, since Emily's already decided that we're going to go with gifts, it was much like the Simpsons, stop, stop, he's already dead. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, the the gif that would appropriately describe that match. Now, with English Premier Soccer League, is there a game every day that you can catch? And it's usually in the morning, right? It's usually on Saturday and Sunday. It's a a way to maintain functional alcoholic status (laughs) and start drinking at 630 in the morning without your parents and friends questioning whether or not you're okay. Yeah. You have to have a reason. Exactly. I'm drinking a 32-ounce Boulevard at 630 (laughs) a.m. because soccer. The game's on. Exactly. <laughs> How did you feel about the uh, World Cup last summer? It was sad that we weren't in it. The worst thing about it is just that as someone who enjoys travel, it being in Russia and then Qatar ensures that I will not be attending. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So did you go to any of the um, the watch parties? I went to a couple of them. I actually really enjoyed. It was a nice excuse to go around Kansas City and go to Krokstrom for the Sweden matches and go to KC uh, Beer Company for the Germany matches and kind of roam around and enjoy some of the different locations that we have in town. Are you a sporting Kansas City fan? I am indeed. What did you think of their kit reveal? I learned that mm. word this week. That kit is, is the uh, is their jersey. And it is indeed. It's a pretty shirt they wear it's when they run. It's a it, shirt. I know sports. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was really nice. I there were some really excellent jokes about getting run over by a three wheeled tricycle <laughs> that I found yeah. to be moderately am- amusing. <laughs> but uh, you know, if we win a MLS Cup title in it, I'll I'll take it. Right. Did you yeah. see, I think it was Philadelphia asked for like fans to design their sh- their kit and then they made fun of all the submissions. I was like, this is a bad move, guys. It like, was terrible. They uh, had people do like mock-up 
kid. Yeah. They're like, help design our thing. And then the one and that they, they just, picked is so boring. It's just like white. I'm like, really? They're like, this one's trash and this one's trash, <laughs> but here's one that's just white. It's right. awesome. But we love our fans. Thanks so much. <laughs> like, Thanks for those submissions. Move, guys. <laughs> yeah. What's up with Philadelphia sports teams? They have that weird uh, mascot that they just unveiled. The gritty. Gritty. Gritty, gritty guy. He's, a, he's amazing. Yeah. I, and everyone hated him at first, but I think he's warming up. I, he's yeah. a fantastic. Like, I like him. Gritty had a pretty amusing timeline for the Super Bowl. He's like, I'm just here for the dips. And then he just like had a thread was, like, of dip puns. Like he said, send me your dip pics. Like, <laughs> like this, is, this is fantastic. His face looks like a Muppet if a Muppet accidentally burned part of their face off, right? Yeah, yeah it's I, like Muppets on acid a little yeah. bit. I definitely think Gritty has a drug problem. Yeah, his oh, eyes. For sure. His yeah, eyes are yeah. whack. Everything's made up and the rules don't matter in Philadelphia. Like, doing whatever <laughs> they want and I really need to go there. It is a lawless place. And they have to grease the uh, street lights when they win. Like, when they won the Super Bowl, <laughs> they had to grease them so people wouldn't climb up to the yes, top of them. But, but the amazing thing is, to, due to the industry of that city, people still made yeah, it up. They this. made it up. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of people. They're committed. I like that. It's true. Now, boys, I listened to your podcast and you said you were originally from Southeast Kansas. What's your hometown? Girard, Kansas is where Girard. I went to high school. Okay. So about 15 minutes northwest of Pittsburgh, as I worked at Cafe Del Rio, which is in the Meadowbrook Mall in Pittsburgh, Kansas, <laughs> as a cook for two years. So you making, have like industry knowledge. Yes, making <laughs> high-level white queso for Ugh. the masses. What's your opinion on the chicken places down that way, like Chicken Annie's and Chicken Mary's? Do you have a favorite? So there was a guy that was in my class that actually owned Chicken Annie's, or his family owned Chicken Annie's. He was Chicken Annie. He was. <laughs> he was the embodiment of Chicken Annie's. Did you ever make it down to Joplin at all? I did. I did make it down. That was where the big mall was. So right. when we're That's when, the only thing to do. When we're, when we're talking high school days, that was where the Pac Sun was. Oh, oh yeah. that's so, key. You oh, have yeah. to go where Pac Sun is. It's a great mall in Joplin, uh. It's where everyone goes to see, be seen and see others. Emily, you are on a, you said you're on a quest to find the best chips and salsa in yeah. Kansas City. What's your top three? So my one complaint with chips and salsa places is like, if you have to, if I had to pay for chips and salsa, like I'm already annoyed. Like that should just be part of the deal. Should be on the table when it, you yes, get there. Yeah, absolutely. I really like a thicker chip. So like Taco Republic. I really like El Maguey. That's top of my heart. And I have to like flex a little bit. I make a mean salsa and so mine is in the top three. Okay. Really arrogant about my own salsa creation. <laughs> so you like a thicker, a thicker chip? I do like a thicker chip and I like a more blended salsa texture. I'm kind of weird about raw tomatoes. Like I don't love the texture of them. So if it's more like a pico style, not my jam. Okay. Boys, yep. do you have a favorite chips and salsa in Kansas City? So this is against Emily's rule, but the, the chips at Port Fonda, I think, are quite excellent. But I also have a problem where I need the salsa to be kind of in the middle. So I also have a problem with raw tomatoes. I don't like mm -hmm. a chunky salsa, but the thin, super, like, like wheat, runny. Yeah, yeah, I don't no. like that at all. So no, no, no. margaritas salsa I really really like and it's available in those giant yes. vats yeah you can get that I at the like, grocery store it's yeah. so loved yeah I love their jarred salsa that you can buy at stores more than I like what you can get in the restaurant I feel like they're different okay that's probably fair I 
I just like it that you can get it a little hot and a little mm-hmm. spicy and it's it's pureed yeah. nicely. But yep. oh, I've heard of garbage can salsa at yeah. these places. So Is you just-, just like number 10 cans of tomato paste and number 10 uh, cans of those like peeled tomatoes that you have to send through the food processor. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that was seven o'clock to eight o'clock in the morning. Yikes. Five or six days a week. I mean, I feel like the fact that you're still eating salsa now, like, I'll I feel like you were, you're an overcomer, really. I swing through when I, if I have to go down to Tulsa for beer-related purposes, I always ah. swing through Pittsburgh on the way back and try and get uh, some chips and salsa from Cafe Del Rio and some, they have, like, white queso yeah. that we also made that was delicious. They used to have a Taco Tico in Pittsburgh, right? <laughs> they do indeed. They never had a Taco Mayo, did they? Or did they have a Gringo's? They had a Gringo's. Gringo's. Yeah. That's a nice little. Uh, it was, fast food it, you know, it reminds me of like in a tub in yeah. North KC. Yep. Oh, in a tub. They have a Gringos in uh, Web City. I used to hit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, From time to time. Uh, the the perils of southeastern Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> we needed the Gringos up here. That place was great. Uh, and Taco Tico. Well, I guess the closest Tico is in Topeka. Topeka mm. has a Tico. Two Ticos. You know, I was going to ask you, Emily, you recently went to Texas. Yeah. And oh, you went God. to Torchies. I love Torchies. So I dated someone from Texas for a I was, while. I, th- I thought you were going to say I dated the guy who. I would have loved to have dated the Torchies guy. <laughs> I would marry the guy who invented Torchies, if I'm being really honest. But like when we broke up, the one thing that I missed was like taco places. So then Chewy's came to Kansas City. I'm like, well, there's that. And then I just need torchies to open up in Kansas City, and then I'll have no reason to miss that relationship anymore. So the closest one's in Tulsa. Yeah. And they just opened up about a year ago, I, I believe. Just, is it? Is I don't Tulsa- really ever want to go to Tulsa. <laughs> I would rather just go a little bit further and like go to Dallas. That was truly the only like bright spot of that trip. We went down to go look at a truck, and then ended up coming back the same day. So like 16 hours in a car it was not my favorite, but I did get. So what should I get there? I've never been. So you can get the trailer park taco, which is just fried chicken. And then you get it trashy style with (laughs) queso instead of lettuce. And that's the move always. And then you also, I love their green chili pork. And then you get it missionary style, which is like a crispy tortilla and a soft tortilla with pickled red onions. It's awesome. Boys, have you ever had... Torchies I've before? never been to Torchies, oh although I, I will stand for Tulsa, Oklahoma a little bit. They have uh, American Solera and Prairie down there. So if you're a, apparently if you're a taco aficionado and a beer aficionado, you can go down and do that and have a Whataburger as well. Right. Ooh, the only thing that I've ever had from Whataburger is their honey butter chicken biscuit, which is only available between 11 p.m. and 11 a.m., which is great if you're like <laughs> coming back from bars. <laughs> Or you're like needing to wake up to go back to wherever. So yeah, that's my that's my jam. All right, guys. So this is our annual Valentine's Day show. I get, you didn't know that, but that's yeah. what this is. I, Thanks I don't know for if being my here. My eye roll like was audible, but <laughs> that, that happened. <laughs> Anybody got any amazing Kansas City Valentine's Day? Plans. My wife's birthday is actually a few days after Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Any celebrations are usually pushed to the, the 20th as opposed to the 14th. Sure. I will say in terms of ridiculous Valentine's Day stories, there was a time <laughs> in undergrad where I didn't have at, as great of taste in music. And I had to go to a Three Doors Down concert oh, at the no. Uptown on Valentine's Day with my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> is that and, why she's your ex? Yeah. Well, she was your ex at the time? <laughs> yes. Or, Oh, wow. So it she, was one of the more awkward Valentine's days I've ever had. I, like, 
I feel like wow. secondhand awkward for you. Oh, it was not great. No, I am. So, so what did they do? Reasons. Just play that Superman song like eight times? I hate that song. <laughs> I, I think it was more like 15 times. Oh, yikes. But it brought me uh, additional joy when they ended up playing the inauguration and I just laughed at them the entire time. And it was sort of Ugh. retribution for my undergraduate experience. <laughs> I mean, my birthday is three days before, or, well, it's tomorrow, actually. So, oh, happy birthday. Thank you. So my birthday always overshadows Valentine's Day. So I'm going to be focused on that birthday week. Does anyone have any good Valentine's Day gifts or mm-hmm. bad gift stories from Valentine's Day? My most recent relationship, I always did a Valentine's thing. And we were together for almost four years, and I never once got a Valentine's Day gift. So No way. Yeah. So, like, that sucks. This is super lame, but, like, even in high school, I would get, like, Valentine's Day presents from my parents. So I milked that for all it's worth, for sure. I heard that this year is the first year that they're not making those little hard candies with the words on them. What were those called? I, that? I believe that's true. Yeah, I what, thought what was that the ex- they had, like, back stock of them, but they couldn't get them manufacturing for, like, a new batch. And so apparently they— selling they, the old ones? So huh. they're, they exist. They're just no fresh ones. They've it, been kind of slacking on those in the past— I'd say 10 years because sometimes the words aren't all yeah. printed on yeah. them. They're kind of melting like, off the side. You can't really read them. And you can't read what it says. I saw somebody make a really good joke about how they're hilarious in the Me Too movement, that it's basically just like be mine is a very threatening thing <laughs> to give somebody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I've Which got I- a list of um, bad Valentine's Day gifts. You guys want to give me a thumbs up or thumbs down on this yes. if you've received any of these or if it's uh, you think these are bad gifts. They should be all bad, but let's see here. So... Worst Valentine's Day gifts you can give. Number one, heart-shaped pizza or heart-shaped meats. I would love a heart-shaped pizza. Like, please give me pizza all the time. Okay. Pizza or tacos. I don't know if you can do a heart-shaped taco. But there is a heart-shaped taco out. I saw it on, I'll uh, take that. on I the saw, internet. There was a tray of tacos that somebody had uh, that had advertised that my wife was actually thrilled about. And the it was idea shaped like, of, a heart, like a yeah. Yeah, it was a tray of tacos in the shape of a heart. Yeah. I think food is always a great gift. So you would go or otherwise. You would go for a heart-shaped steak? I think I would question how the steak I'd became rather, heart-shaped. Yeah, I'd rather just have a steak. Yeah, the, the pizza, I think, pizza, in my mind, yeah. I can understand how you could make a heart-shaped pizza. A yeah. heart-shaped steak makes me think that something really terrible happens. Yeah. yeah, I could maybe get down with, like, a heart-shaped meatball. Okay. But yeah. I don't know how I feel about heart-shaped steak. Okay. Number two, a stuffed animal, rabbit, bear, or other forest creatures... Are you a fan of these? If you're going to go stuffed animal, I feel like you need to go like the Bilderberg route. Like instead of just, I went to CVS and I grabbed this for you. Right. I mean. Is there an age when the, when you should stop giving stuffed bears to your significant other? Listen, if stuffed animals are your thing as an adult, like I'm not going to kink shame, but like I personally just would not. I okay. mean, you could be dating a furry. Yeah. Right. And they could want a stuffed bear. I... That's fine. I find uh, disembodied vocals to be very disconcerting. So, like, the bears that talk from Build-A-Bear, I find to be, like, really (laughs) terrifying. (laughs) It's not like Darth Vader where you push a button and it's Darth Vader. It's just like somebody's disembodied voice coming from a stuffed bear, and I find that a little... A little terrifying. It kind of reminds me, like, back when Furbies were a thing, I had one who was terrified of it. Like, it would just just start making noises. Like, and I hid it in the back of my closet, and I could still, like, hear it. So anything, like, any animal, stuffed animal or otherwise that talks, like... See, I'm reminded of, like, Teddy Ruxpin. 
Uh, this is going. This is a way callback. But Teddy Ruxman terrified me as, as a kid, and like the Care Bears. Oh yeah. That we was- just found our family's Teddy Ruxman in our basement in a box covered in dust, and we took it out, and it still worked. I, and its eyes opened up and it's like, hello, would you like to play with me? Its batteries were like the old school, huge Duracell ones uh, and it was still working. And massive. you popped the tape that, in it. Is that it the talks. one that was like the kind of orangey brown with the yeah. overalls? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks a lot like, uh, was it Showbiz Pizza or whatever it was? The the things that are at the Billy arcade Bob, bar yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. they have on 31st Street. Oh, I have not. I need to check this place out. So it's, with the Furbies... Um, is there a way to kill a Furby or is it always a living? I it, like if you put it in the back of your closet, do you have is it to have a shut off switch? I've been a little bit afraid to like revisit that memory and see. <laughs> I mean, we had to have moved from that house. So at one point that Furby had to have either been thrown away or moved. But I cannot remember if like when we dug it out, if it was still like talking or not. Okay. When you put a Furby or a Teddy Ruxpin in a box, it's very much like a Schrodinger's cat kind of situation right. where you don't know. Is it alive? <laughs> is it dead? <laughs> Here's some more bad uh, Valentine's Day gifts. Cards referencing bodily functions. That's no. just creepy. Why? <laughs> I don't know. What's what like? kind of, I don't, mm, I don't like that. <laughs> Cleaning appliances, like a vacuum or a weed whacker. If you ask for it, I guess, but like, I would be thrilled to death if I got a Roomba though. Oh yeah. I hate vacuuming. So You could put chocolate on top of the Roomba and like make the Roomba Bring come into the room with, with yes. chocolate on top yep. of it. Yep. yep. Yeah. yeah, as yeah. a couple yeah. you just kinda go you go to Target and you buy that together. Yeah. Oh that's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> I assume. I mean Okay, number five, a horse drawn carriage ride. In February. It's too fucking cold for that. <laughs> Don't make me go outside and be romantic. No, 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 no. Yeah. Hygiene products. Like a fragrance or like a deodorant? Uh, um, I think he's going for a little bit more in depth into like the creepy factor here. I didn't know. Like, it's this- a, like anything hygiene wise, like, oh, here, you need this for your face or your, <laughs> no. you need to shave. Here's, your, here's a new toothbrush for you. Yeah. What does that say? Right. You know? Yeah. Unless it's like the Sunday Riley line, that like the really expensive shit for your face that I oh. wouldn't buy myself. That would be okay. But like, no, besides that. Okay. Inappropriate X-rated messages on candy. I think it would be funny. Yeah. I mean, if you have a, I feel like you need to have a good sense of humor in a relationship. So like I, I would be tickled. If you're going to do that, you got to send it to their place of employment, though. You got to go for broke. Risky. You, yeah. Risky. risky. <laughs> That's high risk, high reward. You could do a singing telegram. No. Like a dirty singing telegram at mm. their work. That I would mean, lead to a breakup, probably. Uh, I'd, oh, I'd probably sure. get a divorce if that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think that business is doing very well these days. I do can't people still imagine. Do that? I've never seen it in real life. I've only ever seen it on like TV sitcoms. shows, yeah. So. Clothes that don't fit. Don't buy clothes. Lingerie. Lingerie. So I worked at Claire de Lune, which is a lingerie store in Leewood for a while. And that can be like well-intentioned, but so if you don't know her size, like that can be, yeah, that's messy. So if you know her size, if you know, like if you guys have been together for a while and like, you know what she's into, it has to be, you can't buy it for what you want. It needs to like... Have her taste in mind. Again, nobody asked me for these recommendations, but let me tell you how to buy lingerie for your partner. Take her with you and yeah, get it together. Can be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Flowers that don't arrive on time, and then when they arrive, they're dead. That's yeah, always bad. That. that seems like a terrible idea. <laughs> no, I yeah. 
I would have more issues with the like flower company you ordered from. Yeah. Like that's a hard process yeah. though, because flowers are nice and botanicals are great, but mm-hmm. from an expense standpoint, a rose becomes three times more expensive over the yeah. Valentine's Day holiday. So right. it almost starts to feel a little wasteful. Yeah. Yep. I feel like if you're gonna go flowers, I would do more of like their favorite flower instead of like roses or. And then uh, cheap jewelry or a gag jewelry box with nothing inside of it. That's mean. That's really mean. (laughs) Don't do that. Like don't get a a ring box and then put like a note inside or something. Nothing in here. Yeah. I just want to know who these people are. (laughs) Right. That's not a good, that's not a good strategy. No. Valentine's Day, you're trying to engender some like positive romantic yeah. feelings not uh put yourself in the not murderous rage doghouse right exactly no yeah those are just i mean of course those are all terrible so yeah. um, the only good yeah. one really was the heart-shaped pizza i mean i had a really bad valentine's day used i had a red lobster gift card and me and my ex decided to use it and we didn't eat inside and the line was like out the door so we got to go. Sure. And then by the time we got the food home, waiting in the long line and, mm-hmm. and using, just getting the food home and it was cold and it was like, that was just worthless. Yeah. That was not. I was going to say, how does uh, a Cheddar Bay biscuit hold up <laughs> over the course of time? It was not good. Yeah. Cold. I discovered like the only reason to go to Red Lobster, I feel like anymore, is the Cheddar Bay biscuits and you can buy that mix at the yeah. store so then you never have to go best again. Stuff. Um, the best Valentine's Day gift I ever got was in uh, sixth grade, I think. Girl in my uh, class got me hot wings from KFC. That's a good... And my teacher let me eat them in the class. While the other kids were, I think it was like English class or something. And this is when hot wings first came out at KFC. I didn't even know that that was This was back when I was in my chicken phase and before my taco (laughs) phase. Sure, sure, sure. The evolution. Yeah, and when I was known as the chicken man, quote unquote, (laughs) uh, in sixth grade. And she got me hot wings, and Dang. it was just delicious. And and I was like, it was unexpected. And it she was liked just, you, liked you. Oh yeah, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Dang. I mean, I, will anything ever really compete with the personalized Valentine's Day note on any of the Valentine's Day oh. things that you could get? Like, if somebody you were crushing on really hard gave you a personalized one that was more than just from X to right. Y. Where you had to, to give everyone in class a card. Yeah, yeah, and there was a little bit of a note on it. Yeah. That was, it was like liquid, you know, it was just gold. I had, I, I loved having crushes on boys back in the day. And so that would be, <laughs> I would always make Valentines, but like went, I went like hard in the paint for like whichever cute boy I happened to like that week. So I remember that fondly. You're like decorating your Valentine's Day box like yeah. out of a shoebox or whatever. And you could tell like kids like me that did the most, like I really got into it. And then there was always at least one kid that just like wrote their name and cut a, like cut a hole in it and be like, and here we go. <laughs> that was always the day that you were like, I'm finally going to let her know how I feel. I'm going to write a real special note on her yeah. Valentine. And yeah. then nothing really happens. <laughs> I used to draw a little special cartoon oh, on yeah. everyone's card. Like That's awesome. So, That's a lot of effort. I'm impressed. Yeah. I kind of, I went hard in the paint. Yeah, you get it. You, like, I like yeah. the you basketball reference there. That's good. <laughs> I like that. So did you ever combine your Valentine's Day card with like a yes or no request in terms of do you like me? Yes or no? Here's this Valentine I wrote you. I think I gave, well, I gave everyone just normal cards. And then there was this one girl I gave like a plastic bag full of like goodies and like, oh, wow. like a, 
plastic. Like the little treat bags? Yeah, treat bag. Mm-hmm. Of course, everyone was like, why did she get that? And we all just got normal. And I was she's like, super She's cute. the one, guys. Right. This is second is it, grade. She's oh, the one. Oh, it was one. second grade. Yeah. So oh, this was not forever. the girl that gave you the hot wings. This is It later. wasn't different girl. <laughs> Dang. All right, all right. And nothing really happened, but yeah. Um, I mean, second grade, I get it. Yeah. I, I, she was the one. I did write a check yes or no note in seventh grade. I had a crush on a ninth grader. Ooh. Oh, I am still like, that has been burned into my brain because I'm like, Emily, what were you doing? I remember it was like, thought that I had the right locker. And still to this day, I am not for sure if I put it in the right locker, but his locker was like right outside of band. So I remember like, like just sitting sweaty palms, like, all right, like you're going to drop the note. It was, ooh, yikes. I dropped one of those during middle school, and I have to say that if I was comparing it between taking the bar exam or waiting for the response to that note, (laughs) the response to that note was far scarier. Yeah, let me tell you. felt like my life was in my hands. The longest time is like when you send a borderline like risky text or you're like, ask someone out and you're like just waiting for the response. (laughs) Like it could be five minutes, but it will feel like the longest time. Like, and you're just waiting. It's agonizing. You just get the dots. Oh, God. <laughs> Forever Ugh. the dots. When you get the blue bubble instead of the green bubble, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we're already off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, I hear the youths these days are composing messages in notes. No way. And then copying and pasting them mm. into the text message so that you can't see the dots. That's smart. Wow. They That's- are they are ingenious. The youths. The youths. Oh, youths. Oh, my gosh. That's whole next level. All right, guys. So we are here at El Patron. Yeah. I need to know what your personal taco backstory is. Did you grow up eating tacos? I mean, you grew up eating the quintessential 90s ground beef taco packet mixture, which I still love to this day. Did you have a taco night at, at home growing up? We didn't have like a dedicated taco night, but I feel like we had them with like pretty great regularity. My mom and I were really into those like tortilla bowls and we did the taco salad. So okay. that was that was a very fond memory of tacos growing up. I would, I would say mine's fairly similar. I like to call those the mom tacos, yeah. and that's the ground beef with the I believe it's McCormick's seasoning package mm-hmm. is did, what we use all the time. We were all an, uh, we were an El Paso family. Oh, nice. So. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like we all go on this taco related ascension where we start out with the like hard corn shell mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that was mom tacos to a T. Like even fresh out of the box, they're still kind of stale. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'd put them in the oven for, yes. we'd flash oven them for a little <laughs> bit during mom taco yes. time. And then, uh, yeah, my time at Del Rio sort of expanded. I learned that you could put chicken in Ooh. tacos as during my time at the Mexican restaurant. It's a game changer. So it is. It working was, it was, in there, did it change your view of tacos in any other way besides working at a Mexican restaurant? I think it just made me appreciate them. I mean, the fact is I worked 40 hours a week there my last two years of high school, and I never had a problem eating there. Whereas I worked four years at an Applebee's in undergrad, and you could not get me back to an Applebee's (laughs) if you absolutely paid me all the money in the world. So, I mean, taco love is undying. It It is. is. It's true. It's true. But, yeah, the shredded chicken taco, I think, was sort of the – I like to think of it as my hinge point. When yeah. I discovered that that was a thing, it was it's kind of like discovering flour tortillas and then mm-hmm. corn tortillas. Yeah. It's a big, that was a game changer as well. When did you both discover your first authentic street taco? When did you taste your first street taco? I had a buddy that I worked with at a law firm for a while, and we just go scouting out tacos. And obviously, 
uh, discovering Carniceria San Antonio mm-hmm. maybe four or five years ago just sort of I, I mean, I'm not, I've not been the same since. Right. I cannot believe that I've never been there. So it's like first on my list of places to go. I will say one thing about Carniceria San Antonio, and this is my soapbox moment with there. Ooh. I love everything about that place. But it's another one of those Oklahoma Joe style places where you get in line, mm-hmm. you get your tacos, and then you and sit down. And then you sit down. down. You do not mm. sit down no. and then go get your tacos. And it, it just... Right. That was a wrench in it the entire process. It sends me process. into a blind rage. <laughs> I will give them, if you have a small child, like a, mm-hmm. a child that's in like a carrier or something nope. along those lines, I, I have a little bit of, I appreciate Emily's rage here. <laughs> nope. I'm all about this. But <laughs> I will give those people a pass. But the people that are just like, it's busy in here. We need a table. I'm going no. to go get one. You That's, ruin the whole system. I, right. There's a system in place that yes. you need to follow along. And I, if I had Superman's sort of laser yeah. eye beam thing, I would just yeah. incinerate them on the spot. Absolutely. I feel like I just, like, enraged all parents when with my, like, hard, no, I don't care about your kid. <laughs> but, like, if I'm in line for a Z-Man, I don't care about your kid. Like, there are priorities here. You just need to respect the system. I brought a couple friends that came in from out of town and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm about to be a huge asshole, but like, I cannot believe that there are people here disrespecting the system. If I was set to meet somebody at Carniceria San Antonio and I walked in and they were sitting at a table already, I'd turn around and walk out the door and be like, <laughs> we're not friends anymore. Sorry. And I'm starting to question all the experiences that we've had together in the That's past. That's fair. That is fair. All right. Every week on the show, we like to check the taco news stories of the week. This is called checking the taco ticker. You guys want to check the taco ticker with me? I'm so down to check the taco ticker. All right, let's, let's do, do this. It. Taco ticker story number one. You no longer have to search high and low for authentic street tacos. Now you can just go to Costco. Costco is selling a street tacos kit that's cooked and ready to assemble. Taco night makes getting through the day easier, but cooking and cleaning afterwards is a total drag. Costco took away both tasks by offering a street tacos kit that has everything you need to make dinner quickly. The taco kit comes with 12 corn and flour tortillas, grilled seasoned chicken, Mexican blend cheddar cheese, fresh shredded vegetables, tomato salsa, cilantro lime crema, and lime slices. Each kit is $5.59 a pound, so each one comes under $16. That's about $1.33 a taco, which is not much more than a soft taco at Taco Bell. Is this something you might purchase? Do you feel like this is sacrilege in some way? Are you okay with buying street tacos in a package at Costco? I don't think of street tacos with cheese on them unless it's queso fresco or like, I don't know about how I feel about shredded cheese. I do love Costco though, so I would try. I just don't like that they called them street tacos. I saw a news story that this is one of their highest selling items in the last month. I believe it. I would never do it because I think much like barbecue, the taco experience is being at the location, especially Mm -hmm. for a, a street taco related experience. And I think this just allows people to avoid it, which I, I think they're just denigrating the experience by shopping at Costco for those sorts of things. I was at Home Depot yesterday and they had a food truck there. And it's like, what is happening huh. in this world? Like, there are too many was things. Was it a Home Depot brand food truck? Or yeah, was, was it, it yes, orange? It was, it was. It was inside and they had like what? pizzas and things along what? those lines. And I'm what? like, I'm just here trying to get a new deadbolt. I don't need a pizza. <laughs> what is happening at Home Depot? Like, why? Huh. This is not where I want to buy food products. I mean, it looked delicious to me, but yeah, yeah I, and it made me want to go buy one and test them out and see if they're yeah. any good. But yeah, it's something you got to go to the actual 
place where they make the fresh street tacos. I feel like it's a different experience. Like I would never be like, I'm going to make an authentic street taco at home. No taco that I have made in my 35 years qualifies as a street taco. I would never be so audacious as to say that I have made one at the place because the requirements are just far beyond my culinary capacity. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might test it out, but for the sake of the taco universe and taco the town, I might have to go just test them for the show. I mean, I just love Costco so much. Isn't Costco famous for their hot dogs? Don't they have like really good hot dogs? Yeah, Yeah, they're awesome. So maybe they're good. Who knows? Taco ticker story number two. The Super Bowl was, was last Sunday. Did you guys watch? Yeah, we did. It was painful. So boring. There is a restaurant in New York called Cantina Rooftop for the Super Bowl. They introduced a 12-pound taco that you could buy and purchase and eat at your Super Bowl party. Serves six to eight people. You can share the dish with your friends or use it as the perfect opportunity to see who can finish the taco by themselves. The key to devouring the giant dish is to break apart the giant taco shell into smaller chips that you could use to scoop up everything inside, which doesn't make it a taco. That makes it like taco salad. It's a taco salad. That was exactly what I was thinking. That's a taco salad. That's not a real taco. And tacos are not made for sharing. It's not tapas. (laughs) This is ridiculous. I don't want to share a taco with anybody. It's my it's my taco. I don't share food well. You should no. see a picture of it too. It's just it's like who is going to finish that whole thing? I can't imagine thing? it would look appetizing. And yeah, yeah, you have to break it apart to eat it or you eat it like a I don't know. Then it's like nachos. A, well, yeah. initially I thought that it, it was going to be like a challenge. And I'm way more interested in a 12-pound taco singular experience where I try and eat the taco right. myself. But wouldn't you rather just have 12 pounds worth of individual tacos instead of one 12-pound taco? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you probably lose a little bit of eating volume with the corn tortilla that sure, sure, you're, sure. you're dealing with there. But yeah. yeah. The chef says, we wanted to bring something fun that the customers would have fun with. <laughs> In Mexico, we have a saying that if we share something, it will taste better. So we started with a six inch taco and then we went to 10 and then we went to 12. The big ass taco, as it has been named, consists of crispy flour tortilla, choice of beef or chicken, lettuce, sour cream, pico de gallo, chihuahua cheese, avocado, morita sauce, avocado sauce, pickled onions, and queso fresco. It sounds like all of that sounds great, but I want it on a smaller taco. I want nothing to do with sour cream on my tacos. I want absolutely nothing to do with that at all. All right. Can you guess the cost of this taco? $35. I was going to say probably closer to 50, especially because it's in New York. I would say closer Uh, to 50 or 60. That's fair. $65. There we go. Too much. Yeah. Just buy $65 worth of regular tacos. Yeah. And I, I, I am a person who enjoys a good taco, but I can't possibly eat $65 worth of tacos. There's, I could at Port Fonda because that shit's expensive, but like. That's true. <laughs> I was mentally imagining what it would be like to try and eat $65 worth of tacos at Carniceria San Antonio. And I'm like, that would probably translate to 50 tacos. And there's just no way I could no. do that. No, 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 no. Yeah, and I mean, I would maybe buy it if I had some extra cash just to take pictures with. Yeah, sure. It'd be it's good just kind of take grand, it around town with me. Yeah. Right, it's like why people go to Antarctica, <laughs> except with tacos. Right. right. Like, just to take a photo, and that's it. Yeah. There's nothing else you're doing there. Right. It can't be no. fun. Yeah. I get it. You do it for the gram. Like, I just started, I just started like, personal training sessions, and so, like, at this, you know, when you're making sure it's a good fit and everything... So she's asking me questions. I then ask her, will you take douchey gym videos for me to put on Instagram? And she said, yes. So I'm like, perfect. Like, worst, we are golden. Yeah, it's, I mean, I love a good, large 
taco, but that's just, I no. mean, I, I, I want to be able to eat it. And that and just sounds like, like a chore. It sounds it like sounds, it's too much. If Their whole thing is like it's a crisp tortilla situation. I can't imagine it would stay crisp with how much is in there by the time you finish it. You're right. Well, this like is it's like some structural yeah, This is the street questions. taco peril, though, right? If yeah. you make it too big, the problem with street tacos is when the person that's making them puts them on the grill and there's too much grease on it and then it already starts to deteriorate. Yeah. Totally. Or if there's juice in the meat, which there should be. Yep. And then the juicy juice in the meat just like goes through and erodes the bottom of the taco as well. Like it's it's all a timeline, right? It's like yep. a, a ticking clock or a yeah. bomb with one of those Mission Impossible fuses on taco it where you got to eat Taco it. time bomb. Yeah. And yeah. there's a lot of like engineering that goes into a good taco and you don't think about it, but exactly. you can't just do it. Right. You can't just have like the tacos. If the taco falls apart and then becomes a de facto taco salad, that's one of the most like depressing things in my life. Yeah. Sad. I don't want to eat a taco with a fork. No. No. No, no, no. Guy Fieri does nonsense like that. He's probably a <laughs> fork-eating taco person. Okay, so speaking of Guy Fieri, are you going to check out his new restaurant in Power and Light? No. Not even once? I think going to eat at a Guy Fieri restaurant is like hate-watching <laughs> Buck Cherry. It's the, Aww. in my mind, it's the same. That's fair. I feel like the dude is really earnest, and I feel like he gets made fun of maybe unfairly, but like... I feel like he is genuinely this person. He seems to love tacos, so I, I, I'm going to give it a shot, yeah. and I'm going to uh, see. That's yeah. fair. You guys are much nicer than I am. <laughs> I don't hear that a lot, so. <laughs> yeah. I, well, at least on this Guy Fieri-related subject. Fair. If I have a taco the town, Guy Fieri taco place party, would you guys attend yes. that party? I, just because I love tacos and you. So, right. yeah, right. I would go cool. I would go cool. to that. Yeah, I would for sure be there. Can I go buy a flame button-up sure. shirt? Yes. Is that Bowl, what I would need to do for that? Please yes. have yes. a theme, like a Guy Fieri theme party. <laughs> a taco ticker story number three. During the Super Bowl, there was an ad for T-Mobile. Did you guys see that? The T-Mobile ads? They weren't especially uh, remembered. I find John Laguerre to be really terrifying. <laughs> so T-Mobile is offering, they joined up with Taco Bell, and they're offering free tacos every Tuesday if you're a T-Mobile member. How do you prove that? So this is something that I had heard before, and we had a long discussion about how you would demonstrate that you are a T-Mobile customer. And my thought process is, I'm going to have one of my friends that's a T-Mobile customer screenshot their phone with the T-Mobile in the corner, and I'm just going to pop it up on my thing and be like, Taco Bell, give me my Tuesday taco. Yeah. I'm sure that they're going to do it. Like, they have their T-Mobile Tuesday. It's like a thing. If you're a T-Mobile member, you can yeah. get the app, and then you get a free thing from the app. So I bet they go that route, but I really like that screenshot idea. I think you should just try it. It's going to try and circumvent yeah. the system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering how this is going to work. Yeah, it says... For this foreseeable future, T-Mobile customers can redeem the offer via their app and Taco Bell's website and then pick up the free crunchy or soft season taco at the nearby Taco Bell. Sounds like a lot of steps. Seems like a lot of work for something that's not for even a, that expensive. For a Taco Bell taco. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like you're waiting two hours for a Taco Bell taco. <laughs> right. Saving that dollar isn't mm -hmm. worth downloading an app and trying to figure out my life and contemplating no. my existence while the taco gets made. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's just complicating things. Yeah. It's just too many steps to get get to that taco. Right. All right. Well, thanks for checking those taco ticker stories with me, guys. Absolutely. We'll be right back after this break. Hey, folks. Dave from Taco of the Town here. Let me tell you a little bit about Lotus Pool Records. Did you know that Lotus Pool wants to be your record label? They have a treasure trove of countless euphoric epiphanies awaiting your discovery. An eclectic collection of magically beautiful music that is not afraid to challenge you as much as it wants to earn your respect. 
It's artists work incessantly to produce perfect albums. Albums that want to be your best kept secret. Sample the entire Lotus Pool catalog for free at lotuspool.com. Enjoy voice of action, self-titled dish of sexy rock. Poster children's critically acclaimed political sledgehammer, Grand Bargain. Chris Cardwell's deeply sincere debut, Burning Heart. The siren song seduction of Heidi Lynn Gluck's Pony Show. And the brilliantly remastered re-releases of Zoom's Helium Octopede, produced by Greg Sage of The Wipers, and Rockin' in Rio, now available on 8-Track. Once you've discovered the magic of Lotus Pool music, please share it with your friends. Some secrets are too good to keep. Check them out today at lotuspool.com. All right, this is the time of the show called Town of the Taco. Town of the Taco. Kansas City, oh, the place I love. This is where we discuss Kansas City, the town that the tacos are in. I have... Kansas City topics here in my KC Cup. We're thrilled about the prop. It's exciting. I want you guys to pull a topic from the KC Cup. Who would like to go first? I'll go first. Childhood memories of Kansas City. All right. Um, oh, so nice. I grew up in Lawrence, and so we would like come to Kansas City for like big celebrations or whatever. And I loved spending for birthday parties. We would drive up and go to the Crown Center, like their little ice rink, and that was like treasured little memory. Do you have any good uh, childhood Kansas City memories? But my KC memories were always coming up for concerts at either the Beaumont or Uptown. The funny thing about Kansas City is the fact that until I moved here. I didn't realize how close Uptown and Beaumont were. In my mind, they were two totally different highway exits and they were miles apart from one another. And it took me way later in life to realize that they were within blocks. You could have yeah. walked there. Yeah, you could walk between them. Yes, I have very fond memories of the Beaumont. That was the, uh, um, the first concert that I ever went to by myself. Like my mom used to go to shows with me and she would sit up in the balcony while I would be like down in the GA pit. And, uh, but the first one that I got to go solo was at the Beaumont. It was Say Anything. And it was also the first text message my mom ever sent me, which was elbows down in pit, love mom, no spaces. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. my, so my mother was a G when it came to that stuff. I was a huge <laughs> fan. She would let me drive to Kansas City post-school, go to the show, come back, and then she would give me the day off what? the following day and write me out of class. Wow. And then I was a sort of an ass so i would wear the concert t-shirt that i got yes. the following day absolutely just to parade that nonsense in front of my teacher's faces 100 percent. i don't know why i thought i was proving a point but my I mom allowed me to rock. circumvent the, the system and then i just sort of rubbed it in everyone's faces do you have your first kansas city concert you went to do you remember what your first casey like yeah. show was uptown it was all american rejects Fallout Boy and Boys Like Girls. And my mom was there, of course. And it was thrilling. I'm like, this is the coolest that anyone has ever been it, while we're waiting in line. And like, this is, yeah, back in the age of like really chunky digital cameras that like I never really fit in my jeans pocket. I think my first Casey concert was Rockfest 2000 when it used to be oh, out at Sandstone. Oh, yeah. And it was Stone Temple Pilots. Godsmack Monster Magnet. Excellent. And Papa Roach. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, you have no idea of the I think love. All of those bands are still playing rock fest. They <laughs> <laughs> just haven't updated the poster since. I then. was shocked to find out that Papa Roach is still making albums. And in southeastern Kansas, I cannot tell you how big of a deal those guys were. There was a, a venue called The Cove that was like Ooh. seven miles outside of Pittsburgh, and it was an out, outside venue. And Papa Roach would come through and sell out like within hours. Nice. It was our last resort, which is the only <laughs> Papa Roach joke I will make. Oh. Yeah, I have drawn uh, favorite Casey guilty pleasure. Ooh, nice. I don't think anyone's ever um, pulled that one before. I was going to say, I am not prepared for this. I'm trying to think of what my Kansas City related guilty pleasure is. In Kansas it's, City. it's not a guilty pleasure, but... I love driving down Gillum and taking that 43rd Street exit to the museum. And I always pull into the the U entranceway on the north-hand side and just sit there for a while. So awkwardly with the flashers on in my car and just enjoy the old Nelson Museum. Yeah. That's my favorite, favorite thing to do. I know people love the Scout view as well but I, I've been obsessed with the Nelson since I was a kid and I, I it's some I, it's a magical place. yeah I will forever go I love the facade of the old the old museum and I will just sit there for 30 minutes in my car especially when it's cold and listen to music and just kind of enjoy the Nelson for a while yeah. I'm trying to think of something guilty like I don't have skeletons in my closet like it's not like once a week I've got to go to the cheesecake factory or something <laughs> along those lines I really yeah. like to go to that Burger King on Main yeah no, nothing quite like that. <laughs> what about like a restaurant guilty pleasure? Ooh, I do. I love Tay's Burger Shack in North Kansas City. I Ooh, cannot make that a regular that. thing, but it's so good. I would say town topic after midnight. At least once every few months, I like to drink just a little bit too much and go to town topic after midnight. And it's just, it's a glorious amalgam of everything that's great about Kansas City. I was there one night with one of my best friends and some random woman found out that it was his birthday. It was one o'clock in the morning and she started singing happy birthday to him in the middle of Town Topic and it was just yes. glorious. I love that. The deal is once you are in Town Topic, you are friends with everyone in that Town Topic. Because like, you're it's on just top of them. You're exactly. Yeah, you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And that's the thing. There's always uh, this weird sort of temporal aspect of things where a Town Topic burger at 6 p.m., doesn't taste as good as a Town Topic burger at 1.30 a.m. Yeah, true. Uh, but I, I love the flea market. I oh, know good. that it yeah. takes a little bit of abuse because it's been celebrated for so long, and I think there's been a little bit of a backlash that has yeah. developed against flea market for all of its accolades, but I... I think it's the car that they drive around in. Yeah, mostly. I... I, I really enjoy I enjoy flea market. Like I don't understand why they're cash only though. I'm like, can I just Venmo you for my burger? <laughs> you gotta it's start doing that. Can I please Venmo you for this burger? <laughs> it looks like our tacos are here. Let's put these tacos to the test. What did everybody order? I have an Alpa store and a steak fajita, and I. Um, did Boyce's least favorite thing, and it has sour cream on it. Yeah, so. look at that sour cream. It's aggressively sour yeah. creamed, and I'm excited. It's giving me the shivers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look directly at yeah. it. It's like the sun. <laughs> Don't look directly at the sour cream on the taco. I turn it that away is, so he doesn't have to see it. That is extreme sour cream. I'll post a picture of this so you guys can really get the full effect. I ordered three tacos. I ordered the carne asada, the pastor, and the chicken. From a visual perspective, it looks very nice on the plate. I'm a fan. Yeah. 
the carne asada taco is literally just meat. Yeah, uh, it's which a beautiful is thing. You guys, something that appeals to me. That uh, there's, they didn't even really bother with vegetables. Nope. Which there's I can at times. Green on this taco. It's true. Yeah, it is uh, literally just a, a pile of meat. It's pretty great. What did you get? I got a chicken with corn soft shell, and then I got a uh, shredded beef with corn shell. So. And yeah, it looks like it's just cheese, lettuce, and the ingredients, so. My steak fajitas on a soft flour tortilla. So I'm excited to do like a comparison of the flour versus corn. All pastors are corn salsa or corn tortilla. I'm just so distracted by these salsas like staring at me and they look so great. It's great. I have already forgotten their sequencing though. Okay. Which one's hot? This I think they just hot. get hotter okay. as they This yeah. one's the mild one. <laughs> okay. And then hot. When did you first discover El Patron? Do you come here regularly or? I wish I, I need to come here more often. My dad I met my dad for dinner, and we were going to do Jack Stack, but we didn't have reservations, so the wait was a bazillion years long. And he's like, you know what, let's just go to El Patron, and I had never been. And we were sitting right across the booth that we sat at for the first time, and I have been in love ever since. I've always been kind of a devout Ponax aficionado. I, I love that they're basically like, this is cheese. What do we need more cheese and they just keep adding cheese until there's nothing left and they've basically used an entire bag which i i think is fantastic but as far as el patron's concerned the deck here is incredible it's it's awesome on a beautiful day to get a pitcher of margaritas here and i think that uh, the food is is good but the drinks here i think are the one of the most enticing aspects about coming here and if yeah. you can hit the if you can hit the back deck it's like it's tea of cali deck. kind of in terms of great sort of outdoor eating I mean, Cinco de Mayo here, if you drive down... It's insane. It's packed. Yeah. I mean, it's spilling into the street. There's yeah. so many people here Yeah, it's Cinco a fun Mayo. vibe. When it gets crowded here, like, it, you truly, like, it does feel like a party. They really pack the uh, tortillas full, which is yeah. great. And, and they, they, they can, they, the tortillas can withstand the uh, the filling. Right. Mm -hmm. So you're, you've had some bites of your Al Pastor, and it's mm -hmm. great? Yeah. It's so good. So, yeah, I'm about halfway done with Al Pastor, and um, I'm regretting only getting one. Whenever I get an El Pastor, I got to get like three or four just because. Yeah, it's so good. I like the juiciness of the chicken taco that I'm eating right now. It's good. It's not overly spiced. It's kind of pretty simple preparation with just shredded lettuce and regular yellow cheese. Yeah, I'm having the chicken too, and it is it is juicy. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's great. Is that the fajita one with yes, the sour I had the cream? Yeah, the fajita That's one. Huge. Yeah, fajita sour cream. It is a really that big is a taco. Big taco, and you yeah. got the flour shell. Yeah, definitely. If you're wanting a more authentic taco experience, I would do more of their like carne asada al pastor. So, what are some of your other favorite taco spots in Kansas City that you hit up regularly? I like Mission Taco Mission Taco Joint. They do do the thing where they charge me for chips and salsa, so I'll forgive them for that because they're so freaking good. I also love Colony. Go to Colony on a Thursday. Get the uh, sticky. It's not a traditional taco by any means, but the sticky tight chicken taco at Colony. Oh, it's so good. I'd always go for Conorita San Antonio. It's just uh, the pastor there is my favorite in town. I think it's the best sort of meat-related taco. I also love that they have vats of hot sauces and that one of them says that this is not nacho cheese. And that cracks me up every time because I like to dream of a situation where somebody thinks that it's nacho cheese and it's like Serrano pepper or something along those lines. And it had, I just want to know about the genesis of that sign. I really want to know. Something bad happened. Yeah, yeah. who did that and how bad it was? Because it's hot. 
endlessly entertaining. Not a huge fish taco fan. Ooh, I love a fish taco. I'm just a big, like, meat. Sure. Yeah, just like regular street taco. It's a different experience, though. Like, I make make a shrimp taco. Well, I haven't made it in a long time, but, like, we'll do, like, a fried shrimp taco situation at home uh, with a, um, like, honey chipotle slaw and an avocado sauce. And I I do, like, but it is, it's more of, like, that Baja taco thing, which if you are not, like, if you're wanting street cut tacos, it's not that. But what I love about tacos is, like, you have, like, the mom tacos, you have your street tacos, and then you have your, like, fancy kind of bougie ones. So there's a taco for everyone. And I just bit into my El Pastor. I like it. It does have those wonderful notes of pineapple in it, which is fantastic. I'm usually not a red sauce on street tacos person, but I have paired it a little bit with the hot sauce. There's not too much kick to it. You said that you get a... You get some stuff off the menu here yeah. sometimes when you yeah, order? Yeah, so I really love their mole sauce here. Um, but so they do have, I think, like a burrito that comes with mole. But sometimes I don't want all of this, especially because I'll do like a couple tacos. And then I'll do like a cheese and, a, a cheese and onion enchilada with that mole. And, oh, it's so good. I love that kebab, kebab meat. That's the best. So here on the show, we do one out of five golden tacos, five being the best. Okay. So far, what do you think of the tacos here at El Patron? What would you give I, them? I would give it a solid four and a half out of five tacos. Okay. Yeah. Is there anything you would like to see more out of their tacos? I mean, if we got some pickled red onions on this thing, like that would like solidly make it a five out of five okay. for sure. I think I'd probably put the shredded chicken one at about a four. The El Pastor maybe at a 3.5. I need, I kind of wish that instead of the yellow cheese that we got, I like some queso fresco mm-hmm. or something along those lines. I agree. The, the yellow cheese threw me. I didn't know there was going to be yellow cheese on them. Yeah, it definitely is hearkening back to like the mom taco days yeah. with the yellow cheese. Yeah. And, and it's not even like Colby Jack. Yeah, it's know? just straight it yellow cheese. Straight yellow cheese, which <laughs> is a weird thing. I like I like a I like a shredded cheese situation more on like a flour tortilla. Like I really like it on this steak fajita taco. But when you're doing a more like corn tortilla situation, I like and that's what I got. I didn't have any cheese on El pa- the Al Pastor. There wasn't um, any cheese on your um, fajita one either, right? There, you know there is. Oh, there is. There's some. Okay. Yeah, there's just a lot of stuff going on, so it's hidden. Um, I, I mean, I love cheese. My chicken was delicious. I'd give the chicken a four out of five golden tacos. But yeah, the cheese situation, I would like to see a different cheese on there. The beef had a little kick to it. It had, it had some peppers in there. I would say the shredded beef, um, I think I like my chicken a little bit better. Um, 3.9 out of five golden tacos. But overall, I mean, your guys' tacos look really good. What's that last one you have, This boys? is the carne asada. This is the one that's literally just, just steak meat. on a tortilla. That looks good. I think I will say to the chicken one, I like my preparations a little spicier. And I think if you switch the cheese and added a little bit more bite to it, yeah. that you could get that taco to like a five. Yeah. I think right. you could get it there. It's just... Yep. A few things that you need to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they give you a variety of sauces, too. Yeah, so. I'm about to try the... What was uh, your favorite sauce? Did you guys mix it up with the sauces I'm at all? I'm about to try the salsa verde one the uh, with some uh, remaining bites of pork. So we, we liked our tacos here. They were quite Absolutely. enjoyable. But there are some bad reviews of El Patron that I'd like to read. This is the segment of the show called... Bad reviews read in a funny voice. I'm so excited. I just took a bite of the salsa verde and it was <laughs> spicier than I had anticipated. Um, so I, it's really a shame that you that this is a audio 
thing and you can't yeah, you, see I my could, expression. Yeah. It was very like, it changed. okay, your it, face I'm changed. Like, all right, yeah. I'm awake. So let's read some bad reviews and funny voices. What do you say? Can you guys do funny voices? Let's right. do it. Bad reviews on Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. Talk of the Town. I'm trying to contemplate what my funny voice is going to be. I did musical theater in high school, and... Um, I'm at a distinct disadvantage. <laughs> my every role that I had, it was like, we can give you dumb hair and a dumb accent. Great, here's your part. <laughs> Emily, you're going to go first? All right. Katrina B. says, Disappointment. Overserved adults who need to go to an actual bar instead of a restaurant. Hard to enjoy dinner with laughing hyenas. Waitress took order and gave Bill, that's it, one star. Whoa, so she Yikes. was she was here when they were laughing hyenas well, How here? dare you have a good time at a restaurant? <laughs> I think Katrina B. needs to just stay home because she sounds boring. She must have been here during, like, happy hour, during yeah. the party time at night, right? Yeah. I mean, how dare they have a happy hour at the a Mexican restaurant? The audacity. She can't sit with us. Overserved, That's all I have to say. overserved adults who need to go to an actual bar. Well, this kind of turns into a bar at night, right? Yeah, I mean. Well, it's a cocina and bar. And bar. Yeah. It's a, it's right there in the name. She was just in a bad mood. She, she was like not she ready sucks. for the fun. She is adverse to fun. No. She didn't say anything about the food, did she? She did not say anything about the food, so I feel like she's just a complainer. Yeah. And she was Russian, too. She was Russian. <laughs> this one references butts. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like this butts one. And I want you to read yes. this. All right, this is by Ryan S. <laughs> Says, meh, see, tight quarters around the bar, see, and the older waitress deliberately ran into me, see, because I was in her way. She shoved her butt into my thigh, see, while walking by, and I could tell it was on purpose, you see. The food was okay, though, but I just couldn't get over the rudeness of the waitress, you see. <laughs> Two stars. Oh. Two stars. Two stars. See, some people pay money for that, and that guy's complaining about <laughs> it. He's just like, he got a, he got a little felt up. And he's disappointed by it. It's close quarters in here. I like that not. review a lot. I was, <laughs> so I was hoping good. somebody would read that. <laughs> if you can work butts into your review, it's, I'm down. He's very specific. I like that he chose to use the word thigh mm -hmm. instead, instead of, of leg. leg. Like all-encompassing leg usually works out pretty well, right. but he's very like physical attribute specific. Yeah, I have some questions. I mean, this place was really packed. If that's uh, her. Tight I'm quarters in here. Curious if Ryan S hit on the waitress, and that's why he uh, rejected. Like that's why he's so mad because he got shot down, and he's like, "Listen, totally. she sucked." Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. I can see it. It's an alternate history for him. By the way, we've yet to reference this on the the podcast thus far, but the music in here has been very yeah. interesting. I think they got it on an early 2000s channel, maybe. They might have my uh, high school iPod shuffle <laughs> going right now. Isn't this uh, Ja Rule? Right before you guys sat down, they played Boom Boom Pow. <gasps> oh, man. Now you just, uh, Ja Rule is inescapable these days with oh. the Fire Festival documentaries and I the only meme of that watch guy. Fire Festival documentaries from now on. I didn't watch the, uh, the Hulu one. I only watched the Netflix one. I've only seen the Netflix one as well, yeah. but I, I very much enjoy that that guy's face has become become the signifier for like yep. performing oral sex for goals. <laughs> I saw one yesterday that was, I think the, the tag along it was Mike Krzyzewski showing up at Zion Williams' house and it was just a photo of that guy on it. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Hating on Duke's a fun thing to do, but combining that with a lovely timely fire festival yep. references yeah. is lovely. 
Although it is worth noting, so like the Netflix one is produced by the yeah. same company that produced the festival, and then it's like, they, how did they get all this footage? Oh, it's oh, by the guys that the right. festival. And, but <laughs> then the, the Hulu documentary paid that Billy character to be on it and uh, interview him. So like, you kind of have to take it both with a grain of salt. I recommend watching both. Everybody describes him as a genius, and <laughs> they, we just had to follow along with him. And I was like, he's just a normal. Wait, he's dude. a crook. He's just, yeah, he <laughs> has a very punchable face. I will give him credit for one thing, though, which is uh, he apparently originated the, like, hefty credit card uh, thing with metal in the middle of it. Okay. I learned that during the Netflix documentary. That's pretty great. But other than that, that's about all he's managed to do. Yeah. I remember when that all, like, hit when it was like, oh, all these kids that paid bazillions of dollars to come to an island, and it's actually just a trash pile. <laughs> oh, I was, was like, this is fantastic. It's awesome. I think the Netflix one does a really good job of basically self-identifying with people out there that are just hating on all these kids. And mm -hmm. I was definitely that person oh, yeah. where I retweeted that photo of the cheese sandwich a million <laughs> times because I still think it's hilarious. Although it was pretty heartbreaking, like, when you hear the backstory of, like, this was, like, people who live there, like, they were really counting on that. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the past couple weeks especially have been a good reminder of, like, the goodness that's out in the world. And so to see that GoFundMe, like raise way more than expected for the caterer. Like when you're looking for it, like you can see good and that was very heartwarming to see. Oh, definitely. I feel bad for the people on the island, yeah. but the thing that stuck with me the most is that guy that went on Jimmy Fallon or something along those lines and he's like, this is what you deserve if you're willing to pay $10,000 to go see Blink-182. <laughs> In 2017. <laughs> In 2017. Yeah. Is... That was, it cut right to the heart of the issue, and it still makes me laugh. Any final parting thoughts about the tacos at El Patron? I will say, like, so I only got two tacos. If you're, like, falling on a budget, coming on a Tuesday, trying to get a couple, like, you will be full, uh, which I appreciate. Totally. Yeah, I had three tacos. I think it's pretty filling. The thing is that you, there's potential here for greatness because the, the meat on all three of the tacos I had was really good. It's just some of the preparation sure. elements I think could use a little shifting yeah. and they would make it would make them a lot better yeah i mean i loved mine but i also did have a fair amount of toppings on both so but i can definitely see if you just like the carne asada really did was just meat and a tortilla so to recap el patron uh right there on southwest boulevard 2905 southwest boulevard right across from ponax uh, kansas city mm -hmm. taco staple if you're having a hankering for some tasty tacos and you and maybe when the weather gets better go out on the patio and eat some tacos Stop on in. You won't be disappointed. We'll be right back after this break. Hey there, everybody. It's your old pal Bigfoot here. Or Sasquatch, if you prefer. You know, one question folks are always asking me is, Bigfoot, what's your favorite podcast? Well, besides Taco the Town, I love me some tacos. My favorite podcast has got to be the Bigfoot Collectors Club, hosted by Michael McMillan and Bryce Johnson. Every week, those funny fellas share stories of high strangeness and interview celebrity guests about their personal paranormal history. It's a real hoot. They talk about UFOs, ghosts, weird and wonderful encounters, and crypto creatures like yours truly. They even have a hotline where you can share your paranormal encounters and they might just play it on the show. 310-597-4803. If you're like me and you like yourself some strange and weird and wonderful stories filled with the unexplained, Bigfoot Collectors Club is your podcast. Take it from me, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Just don't call me skunk ape. My mom hates it when people call me that. Bigfoot Collectors Club, available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, it's time to get serious. 
It's time for Taco Topics. This is the time of the show called Taco Topics. This is where I get your in-depth taco feelings. I've got taco questions. I need taco answers. You guys ready? Let's do it. Ready. Taco question number one. What's the one thing you look for in a taco? Meat. That's the number one thing that I look for. I'm not a big fish taco person or shrimp. I like a good like pork. So these today, the meat was pretty. Yeah, pretty meat was yeah no, and that's an it's an integral part of the, the taco portfolio. I do appreciate the meat, but I want to know like what else are you working with? Like what is the topping to main protein? Like what's that? I want to I want some good texture and flavor variety. So I'm looking more at the whole package. Question two, do you prefer hard shell or soft shell? Soft shell. Soft sure. shell. Do you prefer hot or mild salsa? Hot. Hot. What about just a little lime on there? Do you put some lime on your tacos ever? Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, hot plus lime yeah. is, a, is a good combination. Hot plus lime for sure. Cilantro pro or no cilantro? Cilantro pro. I am also team cilantro. So you don't think it tastes like soap like no, some people? No, that's a genetic thing. Yeah, 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 without question. Pro cilantro. We call those the soap people. Yeah, soapers. Soapers. They probably also soap don't like truth. Dr. Pepper. Soap cilantro <laughs> truthers. The truthers. <laughs> If you're not eating tacos, what are you eating? Pho. What's that? Pho. So the Vietnamese oh, yeah. noodle soup. I always call it pho. Is that My wrong? Is that VA, something it's, different? It's pho. It's pho. It's pho. It is yeah. pho. Okay. And you get way more like pun opportunities when you pronounce it correctly. <laughs> Thus you get a place like Ifo Tower. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they... Yes. Okay. Is there a Kansas City restaurant that you eat at a lot other than eating at taco places? Rigor. In your opinion, is Kansas City a good taco town? Unquestionably. I, I think it's an underappreciated taco town. I, I think above and beyond Carnitzeria San Antonio, there's a lot of really great small places that you can go get tacos. And you can get anything here from the almost like momish tacos at Harry's mm-hmm. in the River Market to, you know, the street tacos at Carnitzeria San Antonio to the gringo tacos at Mission Taco. So we have many a lot different of like, taco neighborhoods. So oh, many yeah. different right. pockets of taco greatness. And well, we I have just a great Hispanic population here, yeah. too, yeah. that I think has contributed to that a lot. Yeah. yeah, I think it speaks volumes that you have yet to, well, with a couple, one exception, I think you haven't repeated a taco place yet. Right. So that really speaks to the depths of taco love that's in Kansas City. But I think overall, Kansas City is an underrated food town. And I think tacos are one of those things where the difference between Kansas City and some of the larger areas is just that we don't have quite the variance. Mm-hmm. But tacos is the one area where we have, I mean, we have New York City level taco variants here. Right. We're all over the map. Yep. Yeah. What are some other good taco towns that you've visited? I mean, Emily hit it earlier. Austin's incredible Austin's as great. far as tacos go. Yeah. But really the whole of Texas, I, th- I found mm-hmm. to be. San Antonio was great. Dallas is not a town that I love, but there's they a lot of- good tacos in Dallas. Yeah, really good authentic Mexican food there. I have had some incredible tacos in Denver on Colfax specifically. We've been getting Denver a lot lately. People mm-hmm. really like the tacos there. Yeah, so. I think what's interesting about tacos is the fact that they're the one thing that don't really transport internationally very well. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask you you travel a lot have you ever had a good taco overseas no (laughs) no there i mean outside of north america they're just not very good they don't really know what What all these different like south korea had like squid pizza and i thought that that was really weird and some of the pizza preparations are odd but like tacos do not travel internationally well at all mexican food we just get so used to it here like you know that you can go anywhere in the united states and have at least a, a pretty satisfactory 
Mexican meal. Right. You cannot get in a plane and traverse an ocean and have anything <laughs> even close to what I could get in like rural America. Yeah. I had a friend in England and when he came to America, he's like, I want some good, real Mexican food. And yeah. he's like, and he lived here for a while, and that's all he ate. He's like, in the UK, we just cannot do There's this. There's nothing. They just started getting Chipotle's, which... And Taco I, Bell's, right? And ta- they just yeah. got one. So we just had a conversation <laughs> with a guest on our podcast about the one Taco Bell in London. <laughs> which is, and it was like a hit, right? Yeah, I it's mean, massive. People, it's yeah. one of the cantinas. So that uh, you can go in there and like that weird Burger King we had here yeah, for a while. Yeah. You can go in and, and drink and have Taco Bell. So did they go to the UK Taco Bell? And, yep. And so yeah, and the line was incredibly long. I always think it's one of my favorite fast food related things is to go to foreign countries and kind of see how it looks. In Colombia, they had separate like dessert places where McDonald's just had places that were really small store locales that you could get soft serve ice cream at. This is fascinating. Yeah. I've never traveled internationally. I mean, I've been on a cruise or two, but like, that's not the same. So like, I'm fascinated by this. Oh, there were like wasabi fish nuggets in Japan when I was there at McDonald's, which were not so great. I can't imagine they would be. Wildly entertaining. And KFC is like the number one restaurant and it's overseas, right? Everywhere. Like in the UK, it's like they went, they rioted because they were, had a chicken shortage, right? Yeah. Well, and the other thing is the fact, well, well, they have Nando's in the UK, which if you, ever, if you ever go to the UK or DC, I think in Chicago have them, but there's like a Perry Perry kind of Portuguese chicken place that's okay. incredible. But it's always, it's always interesting when you travel abroad, kind of dealing with that stuff, especially you reference KFC. One of my favorite memories is if you look at the Sphinx and you're dead on with the pyramids in the background, <laughs> If you look over your shoulder, there's a Pizza Hut Kentucky yep. Fried Chicken. I've and seen like, that picture, yeah. yeah. It's the craziest thing. Like this, <laughs> So close to it. Yeah, like, <laughs> you're like, cool, I saw the Sphinx, I saw the pyramids, I rode a camel, and now I want some KFC <laughs> Pizza Hut. All right, have you guys ever had a time in your life when you've had to turn down tacos? Would, I don't think would so. Would you ever turn down tacos? No, I, it, tacos I are the imagine. one meal where if I, if I had just eaten... And one of my friends invited me to go to Carniceria San Antonio. I would, I would okay, just go. Okay. I would yeah. find the space to be able to eat the tacos. Mm-hmm. Do you have any taco no-nos or taco phobias? Something that will turn you off from tacos if it's on a taco. I don't know. We're like, talking tongue, right? Like tongue or like lingua. Yeah, lingua. Yeah. Yeah. I'm afraid to try it, but I think I would try it. Okay. I think my taco turnoffs are just whenever a menu describes them using flowery language above and beyond what they should. Like, That's for anything, though. A taco description should just be, this. it has this meat in it, and then it has these, like, sides, these yeah. things that are on top of the toppings. I don't need anything above and beyond. I get a little bit weird when they start using, like, aiolis or something like that in yeah. a taco. I just, that's just too much. All right, this is the speed round. All right. I just okay. want to know yay or nay on these taco stylings. Okay. Here we go. Taco pizza? Yes. No. Taco salad? Yes. Yes. Taco burgers? No. Yes, I would eat that. A taco dog? No. Maybe? Taquitos? Yes. Yes. Miniature tiny tacos? Yes. Sure. Choco tacos? No. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Dessert tacos? No, not a a big dessert taco fan. Tacos with a shell made out of a fried chicken breast from Taco Bell? I think yes. I think I, I would eat it. I would probably eat that. I wouldn't tell anyone I ate it, but I would eat it. <laughs> Tacos with a shell made out of a fried egg, a breakfast taco from Taco yes. Yes. Bell. Absolutely. Okay. And last, uh, tacos served with French fries and nacho cheese. Yep. What would eat Sure. That? Yeah. Okay. Duh. Taco pizza, you guys kind of 
Yep. I am a, a, a pizza originalist. I oh. like my pizzas to be marinara sauce based with okay. the regular Keep cheese. Your tacos out on my pizza. So how do you yeah. feel about pineapple on pizza? I actually like pineapple. Okay, interesting. I thought you were going to be for sure and no pineapple. No. Okay. What song do you listen to in your car when you're on your way to get tacos? Unquestionably Taco Grande by Weird Al <laughs> to the tune of Rico Suave. <laughs> I, was, I remember that song. That is, that's, that's my pre-taco eating song. <laughs> yeah. I would do like Legend Has It by Run the Jewels. Like that is my like go-to hype song. Like, okay. I, All the Fast and Furious soundtracks make me want to eat tacos. <laughs> like, is it, this is called uh, Taco to Me. Taco to Me. Like lovers do. Do you guys have a taco-related question you'd like to ask me? If you had to make a taco that, like, embodied your personality, what's on that taco? I'm going with, like, a double-decker taco, a okay. little bit of chicken, maybe mm. some bacon. Ooh. And then, like, guacamole, because mm -hmm. green is my favorite color. <laughs> and then maybe some nacho cheese kind of hidden in there. I would order that. What fictional land do you think has the best tacos? Ooh, that's a great question. Super Mario Land might have Ooh. some good tacos. That's what I think is missing out of those games. There's everything else. There's like flowers you can eat. Maybe they, you should be able to eat a taco and turn into like a, a taco Mario. That, yeah, throws, that throws tacos like the Hammer Brother Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, guys, that brings us to the end of our show. No. Where can people find you guys on social media again? Um, tell us about your podcast. It's uh, a good plug time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my friend Melissa Yeager and I do a podcast called Coastless that is it's about a, a podcast name, a connection-based travel lifestyle. So kind of what it means to be a Midwesterner domestically and abroad. And uh, we just kind of focus on people in the industry and people that have unique travel stories to tell. And our second season starts in early March. Um, we have some pretty cool guests lined up cool. that we're doing interviews over the next few weeks. And uh, that is available on all social media platforms at Coastless KC. Podcast itself is available on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Wherever you get podcasts. You can follow me um, on Twitter at mkristen, E-M-K-R-I-S-T-E-N, where I'm yelling about a lot of things and tweeting selfies. And then you can find me on Instagram at mkristenlivesbalanced, where I sometimes post food, sometimes post, you know, just trying to figure out, you know, I, my goal is balanced, not necessarily like wellness all the time, but just figuring out how to have an, a life enjoyed with also, you know, living the best life, most healthy life that I can. Um, can we expect pictures of chips and salsa? Yes, there will be a great influx of chips okay. and salsa now cool. that I'm back on my exploring Kansas City mode. But you can also find a lot of pictures of me using cheese or cauliflower <laughs> where carbs used to be. So yeah, there's a whole mix there. There's And uh, Boyce, what are your uh, Twitter and uh, Instagram handle? So my Twitter handle is Samurai Hawk and my Instagram handle is Samurai Hawk KU because there is some other nefarious individual who stole my handle before I got I will there. Fight uh, them for you. Which okay. I never suspected was possible, but it's something that I was shocked to discover 
that uh, there was another person who had stumbled upon that particular handle. Well, thanks for being on the show and thanks for talking yeah. tacos with me, thanks guys. I appreciate us. it. Thanks for having me. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Taco the Town KC. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Thanks to engineer Matt Allen, executive producer Chris Garibaldi, and thanks to the band Sun Eaters, who wrote all the music you hear here on Taco the Town. Their catalog is available on lotuspool.com. And thanks to El Patron for having us out today. And until next time, go, go eat, eat some, some tacos! tacos.